0: Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Prison Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash rabr That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at RA. B R dot K A I L E J O H A N S E N dot now, It's time to talk Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johansson and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. Hello. Today, again, um, Scott's not going to be with us. Um, he's pulling a lot of extra hours at work and uh, you know, all those hours you need more sleep. So he's uh, either working or sleeping right now. And uh, he sent us some feedback of his own on this episode, and we'll read it later on. Um, but today we're gonna go through it through the episode uh, ourselves, and uh, that's that. Let's do this. Okay. Spoiler alert! Danger. Danger. That's right. So we're uh, we're gonna be talking about the current episode. That would be uh, Star Wars and/or Episode Six. The Eye is what it's called. Um, and I don't know if you guys realized when you watched it um, or, or remember when we talked about it in a news article in the past that the the uh, effects that happen during the Eye is basically. Um, there's a moon or something that's that's passing, crossing the path of um, the planet, and it has rings with debris in the rings, and so um, the gases and the debris in the rings cause this effect to happen um, once a year, um, and they you know have this temple that they uh, they celebrate it and everything like that. So anyway, that's the uh, event that's happening. Um, you know, locally, um, but today is a pretty exciting episode. Today, uh, this episode, um, you know, from from what Scott said on his feedback, uh, he enjoyed it quite a bit because it was more um, back to the Star Wars that he was looking for. So, uh, being that said, we're going to get into just a news article. It's time for the news. <laughs> All right, so. Um, you guys remember, uh, I think it was in the previous episode, not necessarily this one, um, the Arvel Scheme guy, you know, the the big guy, uh, had a couple tattoos that Andor talked about. And they were um, brief and very little descriptions given, but, you know, we got the idea that Andor recognized what they were and and possibly had uh, run-ins with or been a part of some of those groups. So, um, he had a a tattoo on his chest that had, um, like a C and it, it was called the crate head, um, tattoo. Um, and that tattoo is an important relic of Tuscan raiders. Uh, you know, the, whenever they conquer one of those crate dragons, they always display it and you, you remember seeing it in, um the Boba Fett uh, show where, uh, you know, they had the crate Dragon on top of one of their crawlers, sand crawlers. Um, And the crate Dragon is one of the most dangerous animals on Tatooine, and um, the barcode could identify Skeen as one of the thousands of prisoners or slaves likely on Tatooine. Referenced by the Bioware game uh, that was part of the expanded universe uh, Knights of the Old Republic um, and uh, you know they just kind of brought that into uh, into Canon now um, that the uh, the slaves and prisoners are, are tattooed with a crate dragon uh, tattoo so that means our guy's been in prison or uh, was forced to work either or probably the same. And the one on his arm, um, to me it looks like a, a body or something, but no, it's, it's it was called the uh, By the Hand. Um, and, and that tattoo, uh, By the Hand, is connected to the Hand of Thrawn. Um, it's also connected to um, uh, Palpatine. Palpatine had uh, a group of what he called right-hand people, and they, they referred to themselves as By the Hand of, of uh, Palpatine. Um, and they would do stuff. Uh, he would call upon him at any time to do stuff um, for him. Um, usually wasn't uh, very pleasant stuff. Um, but um, when uh, Palpatine is supposedly killed um, at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, um, Admiral Thrawn takes it over and it's called uh, the, by the Hand of Thrawn. Um, and... Uh, uh, they they basically were had all kinds of threats throughout the empire um, they built a lot of cages which implied fishy things um, and again the the uh, group was heavily featured in um, the uh, several of the um, series of books written by Timothy Zane um, around uh, Admiral Thrawn Um, and they uh, yeah they were used to fight off threats and stuff and they uh, it wasn't necessarily um, threats that were good for um, the people per se it was more of threats to, um, what the empire used to be, or what it was, or maybe um, the empire that was trying to be built. Because um, you know we know that the first order eventually comes out of, um, you know, with with Kylo Ren and all that stuff comes out, um, you know, several years later, about thirty years later. So that is basically the only news article we got. Hope that helps. The news. is <clears throat> that. Alright, so that'll get us into the uh, episode discussion here. Which means, uh, you know, more spoilers. So, if you guys aren't into spoilers, don't know why you're listening to our podcast. Because we will spoil the latest episode for you every time. That's right. So, our episode starts off on Ald- Aldani. Um... Cassian is is talking with Nimic uh, um and he's anxious about the mission he uh, he can't sleep um you know he's he's having troubles and he's worried that if he can't sleep he's not going to be um up to the task and everything and uh you know that's that's where Andor kind of tells him you know hey uh when the time comes you won't need to worry about sleep it'll it'll just kick in and you know, they talk about it and uh Mimic talks of course more about his his uh idealism and his uh manifesto and all that stuff and uh and such. Um I believe he says something about that he wrote um about Clem in his uh manifesto, not necessarily Clem himself, but um what, what Clem seems to represent and how uh mercenaries <sighs> are unnecessary part of either side. Um, and then we see uh, we're still on the planet. We see the Imperial Commandant um Jay um, and he's briefing officers. He's the uh, um, the guy in charge of the uh, the base that we that we're gonna attack here later. <clears throat> and he's talking about how he's manipulated the the people to giving um, by giving them false choices. He talks about how he, uh, you know, how they set up um, shops and um, beer halls, um, giving out cheap beer and cheap uh, uh, foods and restaurants and stuff along the way that would distract the Dahani the from their trek to. The eye every year, um, you know, so they can kind of wean them off of coming out and forget about the. Sorry about that, guys. I guess I had a little coughing fit. I had to pause here for a little bit. Hopefully, uh, I got most of that out. So, anyway, they were talking about how they were manipulating the Dahani. Um, into uh, less and less people coming to um, observe the eye um, in that specific area, in that valley. Um, you know, because the Empire wants to expand their base. And, uh, you know, that basically means they're going to have to tear down that uh, that temple that they use with, you know, with the fire and all that stuff and everything to expand out further. Um they like I said, they've discouraged them. They've ex- they uh offered them trips or free uh travel um to the um temple and everything, and, and they they turned all that down. Um, and Lieutenant Gorn um is there. He reports uh, that uh, it used to be a number of close to fifteen thousand every year, and now it's down to sixty people. Um, arriving um, and that's when uh, uh, the colonel uh, Pedagar says that um, the Dhani, uh will this will be the last year they permitted to travel to the valley commandant responds um, you know that uh, if he cares about the people or whatever and he says there's no profit in that um, when, uh, when, uh, they point out again that the, uh, the valley is sacred, um, he, uh, talks about recruiting, um, the Dahani uh, for the imp- empire, imperial army, um, And uh, uh, Pedigar asks Gorn if the locals will be uh, able to use the valley at all. And Gorn says, well, they really won't have a choice, will they? Um, and, and they sit there observing uh, the festivities, the people coming up, you know, all the um, goings on. And then we see a little scene between Gorn and and Behaz where they're, you know, he's talking about how he's, it's 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 a great effort for him to um, entertain the uh, engineer, um, and he tells uh, Gorn tells Pedagar about the sentries that he has to uh, help make sure everything's peaceful. Um. And then we go back and we see, uh, we see, uh, Timuron attempting to contact Val, um, on a radio. And, um, you know, he he says Echo One, um, Echo One, Echo One, quite a bit. And they call it a battle radio. Um, and they said that, uh, Nimic tempered with the radio, um, allowing it to work, um, even after they, uh, they disable the radio for at the Empire base, it'll this'll still work. Um, so it's it's an older tech, it's not an empire, it used to be an empire tech, but it's been unempired, let's say. Um and uh while they're walking uh scheme tells uh Andor that Tamarin uh used to be a former stormtrooper. Um and, uh, that's why he's kind of, you know, marching all this order and stuff like that and wanting to keep everybody online. Um, and they, least see like one or two of these, uh, comments come through the atmosphere while we're going through here, you know, phew, uh, up in the sky and, you know, everybody's obviously amazed by it and, and stuff still. Um, and, and, you know, signaling the start of the, uh, the uh, ritual every year. Uh, and, uh, they arrive, uh, um, and, or in the uh, team, all line up on the route, um, so that they can be uh, assimilated into, um, the, uh, the regular troops that are supposed to be there. And, um, he orders the gar- Lieutenant Gorn orders the garrison to welcome the pilgrims after reaching the base. Um, you know, tells them that uh you know just to, to shut up and, and keep their eyes open and, and make sure that there's no uh, horseplay or anything going on. Um, but not to uh disturb the uh the Dahani. Um and he asks uh uh Andor and his rebels to, at the top of the, uh, path at the temple to wait there for the, uh, um, the commandant, um, to return back to, to the base. And, uh, the commandant we see is, is, is in his, uh, quarters getting dressed and he, uh, is having trouble with his, his belt sash thing on his, and his, uh, outfit and he tells, uh, his wife that, um, it might've been, uh, compressed too much. You know, they probably had it in some sort of, uh, you know, uh, air compressed bag or whatever like that to, for storage. And it, he says it's compressed too much. It doesn't fit anymore. And his wife, uh, uh, quips that it might just be that he has, uh, expanded, um, instead. And, um, He tells his son that his son needs to wear the Imperial tunic um, because they're going to be part of an Imperial ceremony and he needs to dress the part. Uh, We see the leader of the Pilgrims addresses Gorn. And uh, we see uh, Gorn assigns several... um, to stay again, and uh, we see Val and Sinta, uh get to the, have their diving gear on, and they're waiting for, um, you know, a, a moment when they can get in the water and uh, and run run through the river to the to the base, um, and then we see. Uh, what they call receiving of the goat skins, the skins, um, and they pass off the uh, skins. He says his hides, the hides, uh, smell of the goat, uh, quite strongly. Um, and we see some scenes, uh, of, Aval Val and Sintas, uh, getting into the base. They, uh, set a, uh, a disruptor on the tower that has the communications come in on um, and they wait for uh, a while they have a we see the passing of the hides um, between the the colonel and or the commandant and, and the leader of the of the thing they pass the goats and uh, that's when tamarin makes contact with Val and, Sinta and to see if they're a go on the mission. And, uh, you know, there's a little tension there and, um, eventually she responds that they're a go. Um, I think she's just afraid, you know, she, she's scared of everything that's going to happen. And, you know, um, you know, this is her last chance to call it off. And she's just kind of, you know, really wants to call it off because she's afraid everybody's going to fail. Um, but they go ahead and go. um, and we see lots more comments and everything coming through the sky, um, and they they uh, we see the goat's uh, skin um, gets thrown into the fire and is burnt. Um, Gorn uh, asks Temarin you know, while they're waiting, if they're if they're good to go, and um, Temerin says uh, they're here to serve you, and they follow. Um, the commandant and his family into the base, and once inside they seal entrance, and the rebels uh, immediately ambush um commandant. But he's and his family forcing them down to the ground, including all the guards. Uh, Colonel Pettigar points a gun at Nimic and demands that he release um, the boy, which is um, the commandant's son. And Andor tries to calm the situation down, but Sentus and Val um, drop into the uh, the area they're at, um, and Sentis shoots um, Pedagor's gun um, out of his hand um, before he can he can get it off a shot. Um, Goran tells the sho- soldiers that everything's okay. You know they might have heard a noise or something, um, and that his men can. Um, rest for the night. Uh, the pilgrims uh, light a fire and mark, cel- mark the celebration and you know there's dancing and singing going on. Um, Val demands the Commodore unlock the vault but he claims he doesn't know how or doesn't have the power to do that. Um, and uh, Sintus and Val place hoods on his wife and son and tell him to cooperate lot of the uh, and he allows the uh, allows them to enter they just dis- they get into uh, the vault area and disarm all the guards and um, technicians and such and they disable the communications except for one um, for the Alkenzie base which would have thrown a red flag and they would have you know launched uh, tie fighters immediately Um Okay. the Imperials are all gagged up so they can't talk uh, in the command room, Valen tells them to cooperate or kill his family, she promises to spare them if they cooperate which um, is kind of foreign to the Imperials because they would have just you know, killed everybody in the end anyway um, and that's what they think is going to happen anyway um, and then we see a scene where uh, Officer Cominzey who is in the communications tower on top of the dam, notices they're down. Um, Another soldier believes the eye is interfering with uh, communications. Um, And Tamarin and the rebels proceed deeper into the base uh, with uh, Bahiz as captive, of course. Um, Bahiz convinces all the personnel to lay down their arms and cooperate with the rebels. In order to prevent bloodshed, um, Skeen orders several employer soldiers to list in loading the payroll register. While Behees unlocks the vault, um, Behees does not have full access, um, but he opens up the vault door with his hand with his hand uh, scan, and they blow the uh, the uh, the X ax- the locking mechanisms on the. Um, whatever's holding those credits and you can see in there, the credits the room there is there's like, you know, thousands of those big things. And, um, you know, we find out later on in the episode that they end up stealing about 80 uh, million credits. And I wonder if the 80 is, is each one of those things is a million credits. Um, one of those big, uh, bar things is a million credits. So, um, you know, we can assume that, um, that, room held hundreds of millions of credits uh, from the forces. And they begin loading and loading and, you know, people are following and, you know, all of a sudden uh, all of a sudden some forces come down. Um, Probably um, Kamenzi and those guys were alerted. Um, and, and he comes down to check because he overhears um, calm chatter between our rebels um, and his uh, comrades up in the control room where the uh, communications and stuff are. Um, they get it all f- start to load it up on this freighter. Uh, Synthes dons an Imperial officer uniform while the intercom receives transmission about a breach in the vault. Um, Senta switches off the transmitter and the lights. Outside the pilgrim, pilgrims sing and worship in Dahani. Worshippers lift a dome over a pyre while watching comets fly through the sky. Uh suspicious about the base lights and transmitter shutting down. Kamenzi and several Imperial soldiers um, go down a flight of star- stairs toward the vault. Uh, and then we see... Uh, uh, he's, um, notices that Gorn has come down also, and he is working with the rebels and, um, calls, uh, Gorn a traitor and traitor and Gorn replies that, um, for working, uh, seven years for him, he, uh, he, had uh, uh, he deserves worse than, than being called a traitor, um, and to be hanged for it, um, We see uh, the Tie Fighter pilots getting into their their Tie Fighters. You know, takes a while to load those and get them going and get them hooked up and get them running. So they've got s- some more time. And we see Kamenzi and his men um, come down into the to the vault um, through the same back way that uh, Gorn came through, and they begin shooting and um, you know. Minzy gets shot. Several the people get shot. Gun battle breaks, and there's uh, lots of pew, 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 pew. Um, as they continue to load, um, many of the soldiers get shot and they our team gets pinned down um, pretty good. Um, we see uh, a soldier is shot by Nimic. Um, Tamar attempts to reach out to Vel, but is killed with a blaster bolt on the way. Um, Once uh, Mimic and Skeen have boarded the freighter, Andor flies the freighter through the launch tunnel, which that's a pretty uh, interesting tunnel. I guess we're, we're underground, so we've got to get back out um, and, and up into the air. Uh, and during the uh, ascent, um, when Andor you know, lock, hits the engines hard... Um, most of the crew's thrown back and, uh, Nimic is thrown back, um, between some, some, some of the, bu- the carrying devices that they had the, uh, um, credits on. And one of the other, um, engine, um, thrusts throw him against and in between those two things. And he gets, he gets crushed a little bit. Um, you can visually, you can, th- visibly here and and see that, I mean, he's hit pretty hard. Um, You know, probably breaking his back. He complains that he can't feel his legs anymore. Um, Skeen and Val manage to free him, um, but his leg is crushed. uh, And Val gives him a a, uh, med spike, which uh, probably um gets rid of most of the pain. Um and, you know, probably does some other um healing properties, but but uh, you know, it can't do much about, you know, his crushed legs and, and everything. And Andor keeps asking for the coordinates. He doesn't really realize what's going on with Nimic. I mean he has an idea, but he's not quite a hundred percent sure what's going on and um He's like, "What did you give this guy?" And and uh, Nimix starts giving, telling him to, to pull up and and dive and and so on and so on, and uh, he he asks basically to get through the, um, the 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 comet trails and such, um, and he finally gives him a vector, uh, coordinates of six five 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 one, and we see the tie fighters. Following them, attempting to keep up, and you know, they're firing pew pew pew, they're firing at him. And um, of course, you know, these are storm troopers, Um, even though um, the troopers that are in TIE fighters are elite troopers um, because they wouldn't be able to fly TIE fighters, um, they still uh, miss the ship quite a bit. There's a couple times when it gets hit, um, and almost all or Every single one of the TIE Fighters is destroyed by debris from the, uh, from the rings and everything entering the atmosphere. Um, We see, uh, on the ground, we see Sintas uh, disguised, exiting the base and walking past the Pilgrim's, um, who are all you know mesmerized by the display up in the sky? We get a you know a few seconds of looking at that, and we you know obviously you can see all kinds of colors. It looks um, almost like the Matrix, but in color, um, just streaming across the sky. It's just it's, it's an amazing sight, and I'm sure it would be if it was a uh, something real or whatever. That's a uh, be something to see, um, and we could see why uh, you know a uh, society might worship something like that, because that's uh, a pretty awesome um, kind of site. Um, Val asks, and or asks where they're headed, and Val asks about Mimic's well-being, um, and, and promoting Skeen to ask if she is disappointed. Um, and and, and or asks again where are we headed. And Val uh, is not quite sure because um, Mimic is dying, um, and uh, she thinks that sh- he needs to go to a doctor. And S- S- Skeen, um, she she doesn't think it's worth it. She thinks it's the the mission is he, he's going to die. No matter what, so you know we might as well continue on with the mission and and so on. And Skeen uh, tells Andor that he to they need to go to this doctor. He was built into the contingency plan um, in case they needed to. They go to this doctor um, to uh, get Mimic uh, all patched up. Later, we see. Um, Quapa uh, performing surgery, you know, giving shots and performing surgery on Nimic. Um he's, he's a four-armed uh, humanoid doctor who wears uh, goggles on his eyes. Um, we see him operating on Nimic's back outside the hut. Uh, Skeen and Andor wait. And this is where we get the part where Skeen um, basically is going to um, backstab everybody and try to um, escape With all the money, Um, you know, not not Val or Nemec or anybody. It's just going to be him and and Andor and he wants to split it halfway 50-50. 40 million credits apiece because they estimate they've got about 80 80 million credits on the freighter. And, um, you know, they're wanting to find a place to take the profits and hide out for a while. Uh, once things cool down and stuff. Um, and Skeen basically says that he, all he is 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 uh, he's not really a rebel. He's just after fortune. Um, and when Skeen, when Andor questions him about his brother, Skeen reveals that he made up the story. He doesn't really have a brother. He just uh, used the story to, um, you know, convince Andor that everything was okay. Um and Skeen wants to hide the payroll on the moon eight parsecs away. And Andor is, is so disgusted and probably realizes that eventually he's going to end up dead anyway if he follows Skeen. So he shoots and kills him with his blaster. <coughs> and we see Andor walking into the, uh, to the hut um, with his gun drawn. And um, the doctor's is pulling um, the blanket over Nemic. Because Nimic has has died, um, he was injured pretty pretty badly, and the doctor wasn't able to save him. Uh, and we see um, Andor uh, t- tells um, Val that Skeen is dead because um, she's wondering where he's at. Um, he uh, he wants to buy the doctor's ship um, for thirty thousand credits and get his cut and and get out of there by himself Um, and Andor reveals uh, of course that Skeen is dead um, and Skeen's plot to uh, to double swap them all Um, and describes him as a disgusting bastard Andor demands his share of the money, but offers to leave the freighter and the stolen payroll. He says that he is done and also returns the the signet, the, the necklace he had that was a, had a sky kyber crystal on it. He returns that um, to Val and says, um, return this to your friends. Um, and we see Val um, wants to give Andor Nimick's manifesto. And um, Andor kind of says, "No, I don't really want that. You know, I don't have any need for that." And Val says that Nimic insisted, so she uh, she goes ahead and hands it to him, and he walks out um, the uh, the hut. We see nothing else, and then we get back um, to Coruscant, and we see uh, ISB central office, and everybody's rushing. Um, because the major has um, called an uh, emergency meeting, um, including uh, our Lieutenant Deidre Um He says that he wants everyone, he wants every star sector and planetary emergency retaliation plan in the building ready for presentation by midnight. At the Imperial Senate, Senator Mon Mothma urges a fact-finding committee to block, to enter the blockade at Gorman. Um, and she's ignored because people are um, noticing, uh, you know, the news coming in about this rebel um, attack on a Imperial uh, base in, you know, money being stolen and such. So people are leaving and ignoring and they're looking at the story. And she uh, uh, eventually, notices and picks up a tablet and reads uh, for herself that, um, something's happened and, you know, she's, she's doesn't really show that much emotion there, but uh, you can kind of tell that she's, she's happy that, uh, the mission, uh, was a success. Um, and then we switch to the, uh, the antique shop where, uh, Luthan is at and he's, uh, they're serving a customer with, they're just looking at some, uh, some necklaces and stuff, and he mentions that there's a uh, there's an inscription on the back of the necklace, and uh, um, you know they don't know what the language is, so she can make up whatever um, is on that inscription. Um, and there's a guy there that that asks about um, antiques at Aldani um, because he's looking at the news himself. He's like, oh, you know, because of the wouldn't that be cool if he had something because of the recent events and uh, Luthan says that he might have something in the back. He doesn't know for sure. He's going to go look. And um, he goes to the back of the office and uh, begins to, to calm down and starts laughing with joy at the victory of the, the rebel attack. And that's when the credits roll, not long after that. So what do you think about that episode? That was a pretty action-packed, I think. Um, there was a lot going on there, a lot happening. Um, as Scott said, it's kind of a... Uh, uh, it had everything. Action, suspense, drama, and comedy. Um, so let's play this here. Will I take a second? We are proud to welcome our latest sponsor Juan's Cantina where every first week of the month on the standard galactic calendar we celebrate what the ancients call Cinco de Mayo come join us at Juan's for the food mariachi music and 34 flavors of margaritas that's Juan's Cantina right next to the hangar 94 of Moss Spaceport on day 2 of the week is Taco Tuesday. All tacos are happy to each and enjoyed with our house margaritas. Margarita also serves the pre famous Dos Camarones Azul Cerveza, imported directly from Kessel. Thank you again for our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina. That's right, Juan's Cantina. Mexican food is always good, even in the galaxy far, far away. All right. So, um, I did a question of the week. Um, doesn't necessarily match up with, uh, what Scott mentioned as his question of the week. Um, you know, his question was related to, uh, is this, do we think this is uh one of the first times a, a big successful rebel rebel attack, um, has happened. Um, and I think, uh, you know, what, in, in Andor's circle, maybe it is. Um, there's probably other things going on. I mean, we have to realize that we're at least five years after Order 66. Um, so there's got to be some uprising going on in other places, you know, other planets. And, you know, we know on R- Ryoloth there's, there's an uprising going on there. Um, there's several um, areas of rebellion throughout the galaxy as it is my question of the week, um, is, um, does Andor have a conscious basically? Did he, is this the last time we see Val or does he go back and, and, um, get Val and, uh, you know, reunite with him? Um, or is that, like I said, the last time we see Val and, and the crew, um, you know, we'd like to see, hear your thoughts and opinions about all that. Um, you know we we have our feedback feed, 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 feedback feedback at kylejohnson.us feedback feedback. You can definitely send it to that email. That's what Scott did when for his um notes that he wanted to send um to be read in. You can go send it to that email feedback at kileserhenson.us we have uh, three or four other ways you can also send it in we have a link on the left hand side of the website um, that says uh, feedback of course and you get a form there you can fill out Um, we ask what your name is so we can identify uh, and tell who um, is asking what and then a spot to put in as much feedback as you want about the episode or anything we said on the podcast, you can do that, submit it. Um, it comes to us, um, through Google forms. Um, we don't collect any IPs or anything like that through this form. Um, it's totally anonymous. Go ahead and do that. And also, um, we have on the left-hand side, again, we have questions of the week, which, um, you know, our question this week again, is it does and or, Go back for Val. Um, And when you answer that question, you know, submit what your vote is down below. There's a spot for comments to kind of explain why you answered what you answered or, you know, any more. um, Anything else you want to say about the the question itself or the uh, what it implies. Um, And also, of course, eventually we'll get this up on YouTube. And on YouTube, uh, there is comments under each um, video that you can fill out um, for us to any of those areas you comment in will um, be read onto the podcast next time, which uh, let's just get into uh, uh, some of those locations. You can go, uh, of course, we are on social media. We're on Twitter mostly, and you can go there. We have uh, feedback.com. R A B R dot Kyle Johansson dot US social and so on. Um, and you'll see all those on our website. Uh, let's get into Scott's feedback. He says, Now this episode is worthy of the Star Star Wars franchise, it had everything action, suspense, drama, and comedy. And he's laughing, uh, laughing emojis, uh, crying emojis. Um, The doctor scene was probably one of my favorites this week because it flashed back, uh, flashed to um, Book of Boba Fett. And I'm not sure exactly what he means by that. um, Except for we saw the doctor scenes in Boba Fett where they were doing mods and stuff like that. Um, You know, uh, replacing whatever in in Shan and, and such. Um, and then of course the last scene in the back room of the antique shop where the, uh, where Luthen laughs and, and says it started. Um, he, he really enjoyed the entire episode. He thought it was, uh, he was getting pretty bored of the last few episodes and they were kind of, these all should have been done together. They shouldn't have been broken apart, but that's just my opinion. Um, so yeah, we want you to send us, uh, your feedback, um, on any part of this episode, you know, if we miss something, if I went through it too fast, if you, uh, you, you don't like it when Scott doesn't show up because he's funny, um, send us the feedback. Um, if you don't agree, if you do agree, uh, we want any type of feedback you've got, you know, um, am I too loud? Is, is the music or the commercial fake commercials too much for you? Just let us all know everything. And that wraps that up. So, that's basically our entire show. Um, Sorry this one is is so short. Uh, Hopefully, I can get all these pieces together um, You when I had a coughing fit earlier. Um, We do appreciate you, and we'd like you to um, visit us as much as possible. And, of course, we're looking forward to your feedback. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash r-a-b-r u s. That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n dot u-s. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn... How to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n dot u-s. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. I am Kyle Hanson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Bye. Again, uh, Scott will be back uh, as soon as he uh, his work situation calms down. You know, he's working extra hours and all that stuff, and uh, that means that he needs more, more time to sleep and uh, to make up for the hours that he's working. So hopefully he'll be back. Um, have a good week.